Can I have you stream yard? I was like, hello! We are live! We are live! I was just saying, I was really surprised when we were on stream yard because it goes quicker than I'm expecting. But here we are, we're live. Welcome. Yeah. Shooting the shit, and it's the first time we've got us three back in ages, isn't it? it is. Like literally months to months since we were sitting. Hannah is going to join us in a minute, so she will jump on. She's just sorting out the child and her swimming, and she will be with us. So today we are talking about sexism in the workplace, which sounds really bloody obvious because we are a feminism plus business thing entity show channel whatever you want to call us so yeah obviously sexism in the workplace is the thing that we talk about all the time but specifically what we are going to talk about is how do you deal with your sexist workplace friend without being labeled a feminist fun sponge so we have all probably at times been labelled feminist fun sponges, haven't we? Mm. And we shall talk about that. We shall, we shall discuss that. Okay, you just both look completely bemused. Like I, I was going to say, I think that's my pers personal experience, Rach. I don't that's think we're really like I'm, I'm the only feminist fun sponge here. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so first of all, facts and figures. Da, da, da. Um, 8.2 million people in the UK say that they have experienced uh, sexism in the workplace based on gender, obviously. Um, that means 26%, about 26% of the workforce say that they've experienced gender-based discrimination. But this, I was a bit shocked when I read this. I don't know whether you two have read this. Men are more likely to say that they have been discriminated against on the grounds of gender than women are. So I was reading a few articles to back this up. Um, and apparently, so, you know, women will speak out and say, yes, they, they, they think they've been discriminated against, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they will usually only do that when it gets to the point that it's really explicit. So the kind of day-to-day... What do they call it? Like background sexism. Women will tend to let go, and they'll only speak out when it becomes really obvious in the face and, and detrimental to their careers. Men, however, will say that they have been discriminated against much more readily because they, basically, on the basis of oh, all these women came, and, and the reason I haven't been promoted is because there's so many women in the workplace taking all of my jobs. So it might be a little bit of, um, what's that word, you know, when people are always complaining that they're being oppressed when actually it's just fairness that's come into their lives. So Bullshit. let's talk about that. Hello, Hannah Weinhold. How are you? Hello, very well. Thank Hello. you. So we am late. That's all right. You're having a nice time at the uh, swimming baths? <laughs> the best time of my life. Oh, marvellous. Well, I've just given some facts and figures, but... I was saying when, when I was researching this beforehand, um, more men than women. So apparently the, about 26% of the UK workforce say they've been discriminated against. More than half of those people in that cohort are actually men. And they're the ones that say that they've been discriminated against on the grounds of gender because they haven't been promoted or, you know, the, there are too many women. They haven't been able to progress or whatever in their, in their workforce. So, right. so first of all, Joe. Have you experienced sexism in the workplace or have you ever had a, a really sexist workplace friend? Uh, so I'm a bit different to you lot, probably, in this way. So my main employment has been in an all-woman environment. Um, 
But that's not to say there hasn't been sexism. It's just that it's tended to be it's a different environment where it's actually, you'd, you'd like to think that it's like some kind of utopia, wouldn't you, when it's all just like women together. But it ain't. And there can still be sexism. Yeah. So it be a little bit of a yes. Yes. I've, expe I've experienced it generally, probably less aimed at me. So when you say there was still kind of sexism, what? How how did that manifest itself then in your workplace? Because you were in publishing, weren't you? For those who don't know, so what was it? Because there's two levels, aren't there? There's there's the explicit stuff, which is someone saying you can't do that because you're a girl, and then there's the kind of underlying sexism, which is just like where certain job roles are assigned. So basically you would assume that the CEO is a man and that the secretary is a woman. That's the kind of uh, base sexism, isn't it? So how did it manifest in your workplace? Um, it tended to be around more uh, whether the employee, um, employee was a mother, had children, had different mm -hmm. needs. And it tended to be around those types of difficult circumstances, you know, requests for flexible working. And, you know, I'd even, you know, that certain things I'd hear, it's like, well, they've made their personal choice. And, you know, yeah. it was just like, you know, that kind of attitude, which, you know, when you think, yeah, it's it's not it's not down with the sisterhood, is it? Um, yeah. it's kind of amazing how it was still part and parcel, those kind of attitudes that you might expect came from maybe you'd expect from a male boss was just as prevalent in uh, in the um yeah from from the women in the company but it's interesting that isn't it because we are the what we're, we're as institutionalized in the patriarchy as the men mm -hmm. yeah yeah and a lot of the Anna, what were you going to say then a lot of the workplaces i've been in the sexism has come from women as well and a lot of it has been um you know man bashing as well as just accepting these gender roles and uh, and i think it's really important to to just highlight that we're not always talking about sexism against women and and you know the i remember when um i used to work in an office full of women and it was i had a baby while i was there and uh, the comments like oh i bet your husband's useless and oh but he never does anything and my husband never does anything and aren't they rubbish and men they're all the same and stuff and i used to say well no actually you know he's not like that oh god well so you know it's not just it's not just the men but is that is like kind of banter around the office as harmful as institutionalized sexism where it's actually harming someone's career prospects. You know, why did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Why did she do that? Go <laughs> find out. Why did she do that? Go on. <laughs> so, I love it. So, I mean, it's a very good point, that, actually. It genuinely does work both ways, doesn't it? There is, you know, and, and I think it is a, a symptom of frustration as much as anything, but there is a lot of kind of man bashing that goes along. And, and um, um, Joe, I mean, if you were in an all-female workplace, did, did you get that? Was there a lot of that, oh, men are bloody useless, blah, blah, blah? Um, probably not, man. Not that I am aware of, but that also I was thinking about this as a do, getting prepped for our conversations. It makes you dig deep. And it also, because I was in the same sort of environment for years, <laughs> I grew up with, you know, my sort of my values around workplace like, were all made in this one place and yeah. looking back I'm like that wasn't okay whereas at the time I wouldn't have thought to question it so it's hard to 
to, to, to delve down. I mean, we did used to have one man in the department um, and there was definitely a lot of, of I'd look now and go, oof, you know, if, if, it, if, it, if at any point it seemed, you know, were we a bit inappropriate at times, maybe? You know, was he like token male, so he had a little jibe? Yes. Was it done, though, at, from a place of, like, we don't like you and trying to pick on you? No, no, it was done with, like, we love you. Yeah. Um, there used to be times when we used to say, like, shut your ears for this bit, bit of woman yeah. talk coming up. So yeah. it's like, how much of that is, you know... Question you know someone put a comment on the on the chat and I'm sorry because we've moved on to stream I can't see your names at the moment, so I apologize. I don't know who's commenting, but but they've said it's because you know where they worked, again there was a token man in the office, and the women are just used to the sexism. You know, we've had it our entire lives going back generations, it's kind of institutionalized in the workplace. Whereas because the men aren't used to the tables being turned in that way and of them being in the minority, they will notice it. So if there was ever a, an example of sexism against the, the men, they would then flag it up because they can see it so much more clearly. Um, so, I yeah, I, mean, I, I do because like, I was thinking about Joe said that where in this office of women where I used to work, there was a male post, you know, a male mailman. <laughs> he would come in and deliver all the phone. And he was pretty buff, to be fair to him. And all the women would, you know, flock around him and, oh, and you're lovely. And, oh, Michael, let me feel your muscles and stuff. And he just looked so uncomfortable. And I used to think if the tables were turned and it yeah. was, oh, let me feel your bum and stuff, they'd be sacked on the spot. And I think yeah. there's just a lot of, like, especially in older generations, just a lot of, like, sexual harassment that older women do to younger men and you know my husband has been groped out and about by by um older women and they've been really inappropriate yeah marisha is like fucking crying, crying. what's the uh older gropey woman's view is it ever appropriate to grope a young man in the workplace well, young man for that <laughs> older woman oh my god i'm going full cougar i don't care now that's it i've been labeled that's it i'm just going to touch you in the workplace oh my god Get a name I, I don't think touching touching um unsolicited touching is ever appropriate in the workplace <laughs> and it's the workplace now a euphemism for where we're touching people i'm going to touch him in the workplace oh, i'd love to touch his workplace <laughs> no i mean it is a word because I, one of my networking groups you know there, there was um we are primarily women who are between kind of the ages of 35 and 55 maybe um there are some men but it's a majority female group or it was at the time and then this young lad joined a uh, really nice young lad you know he was there oh, young man. oh young man uh you know oh. and, and there was a little bit of oh now we've got some eye candy oh now there's somebody you know he was a personal trainer and we're like oh yeah show us your muscles so, you know, we, we are all guilty of it, aren't you? You're absolutely right. If that was the other way around, you know, it would be so obvious and, and we'd all be screaming blue murder about it. So why, have we, why are we allowed these double standards? Reesh, go on, tell us. 
What? Oh, oh, why do you come to me with the complicated ones? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll just tell us about broken young men then. <laughs> that's not for this call. That's for another one. Um, yeah. have to get paid think, for that one. Exactly, exactly. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've kind of come at it from, you know, a similar position as well in terms of, you know, my... I, in my tech world and my tech life, um, you know, it's primarily men, um, you know, in, in the workplace. Um, but my most recent employment, even though that was a few years ago now, you know, I had a, a female boss and um, she almost ran that as if it should, you know, if if it was, you know, I had to stand up for the boys basically sometimes, you know, because um, they were of an age where they were starting families, you know, this, that and the other. And there was always a question about care, for example, um, or, you know, oh, you know, if, if someone had to go off, you know, for a doctor's appointment or, you know, this, that and the other or the kids were off ill. You know, it was it was very much her view of, well, can't your wife do that? Can't your girlfriend do that? You know, mm-hmm. not so many words, but that was essentially it. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and so, you know, I kind of saw both sides of the things because then I also saw actually how that really impacted them you know because they're also I think you know there's a that sometimes the world forgets that you know men are you know heavily invested in children too funnily enough they want to be there for the this you know the 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 parents evening and they want to be the one you know to to pick up if um you know there's there's care you know and things like that and Mm -hmm. it was almost like the workplace didn't allow that you know Mm -hmm. that so i see it from from that perspective as well as me being raging (laughs) (laughs) a raging (laughs) we had that though and i think i've told this story before but when leon was ill once and I, i was in uh sheffield with hannah and uh, primary school rang and said, Leon's not very well, can someone come for him? So I was two hours away and Dali was an hour away in Manchester. So it was like, you know, Dali, you're going to have to be the one who goes for him. And, and his boss said to him, he said, I'm going to have to go pick my son up. He's ill and he's leave now. And his boss said, can your wife not do it? And that was a female boss. So, you know, you have, we're absolutely right. This is... The, the gender discrimination is not always women, uh, men against women. This this works both ways, and it and it can become quite toxic as well, can't it? Have, have, I, have any of you ever had to stand up for yourselves against something uh, that was kind of sexist that was happening? I remember in in my previous job before Grow Traffic, like my most recent one, I jokingly had a sexist alarm where I would kind of smack the table and go, woo, 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 sexist alarm <laughs> in meetings if something sexist was said. And I think, well, I did use it on numerous occasions, but I can't think of a single example now why. I think it was just, you know, <laughs> assumptions. And I think it's just sometimes low level. Um, and it's it's so intrinsic in the system. And it's both, it's both men and women perpetuating it because it is so ingrained in our working lives, in our society, in our societal roles. And, um, you know, while I've never been knowingly passed up for a job because I'm a woman or, um, never been, um, you know, I don't let her speak because she's a girl. I think it just seeps into most interactions, just the gender stereotype roles. 
Mm. I, th I think there is an element, you know, I, I know I said at the beginning about being labelled uh, the kind of the feminist fun sponge, but I think there's an element of that as well. So, again, you know, Hannah's going to laugh yeah. at me at Tales from the Garage. Tales from the Garage. Mark it up on your bingo card. But when they, when they, they, you know, it was a, it was a mechanics garage. Everybody was male. Everybody was fairly young. There were just constant. There was just porn everywhere. Just and like naked women, big boo women. And when I said, and and this was bearing in mind, I was only quite young. I was like seventeen at the time. And I said, I don't really want to look at that. Like, I, I, I'm not saying you can't. I just don't want it on my laptop or whatever. Well, what I got then was, oh, for God's sake, stop being such a prude. And then I got this barrage of just the most obscure, obscene porn was just continually yeah. put on my laptop, on my computer screen every single day. So I'd come into women having sex with Shetland ponies and stuff. And it it became to the point where I was like, you know, there's just no point trying to fight this, I can't. And the whole thing I got back was, oh, don't be so boring, it's just a bit of fun. So I think there is an element of, of you know, you don't want to stand up, you don't want to be that one that's pointing stuff out and being there the office fun sponge and you know being the one who's always moaning about people i don't know whatever have any of you ever encountered that uh, yeah uh, absolutely yeah. i was always labeled as the the ball breaking feminist was the expression that was used and and now i, I kind of introduced myself as that and then um, you've kind of got to own it because you will just be seen as the fun sucker and stuff, which is why I had the sexist alarm because I thought it was a fun way <laughs> for me to <laughs> Because your options are, you say in private, I'm sorry, I found that was really inappropriate, and they go, meh, or you, and then nothing ever changes. Or you call it out on the day there and then and kind of try and nip it in the bud, in which case they slag you off behind your back and say it anyway. So what are your mm. options? I think as um, someone that's kind of, you know, um, I'm not saying I've been a big manager in for, you know, with with loads of people and, and you know, teams and teams and, and things like that. But I I think that's where personally where I struggle is is if if it isn't just said out in the open, if someone's got an issue with something, I, I kind of, you know, that's how I am. It, it comes out without me even thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? If I've got a problem with something, so I just kind of say, um, but I do struggle you know, if, if someone is to, you know, take that away, think about it and then come back because it yeah. feels like it's after the event then. So, like, then what am I going to do? You know, yeah. so it's also, I think, you know, there's an awful lot of um, people that find themselves in jobs and in positions in jobs that are not necessarily, they may be able to do the job, but are not actually, you know, trained for all the other stuff. You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with being a manager or a supervisor or, you know, if you're in, in a team or in, in control of a team in some way, shape or form or, ha or have influence rather than control, um, you know, then there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes with that that doesn't really kind of, you know, get taught. Um, yeah. you know, I, I kind of, my personal um, kind of um, think, thought of how things are in the workplace even still now and it, it happens now it's happening now you know in something that I've got going on in a project you know there are two two people that are you know, male older you know and they 
without even saying it's there. Do you know what I mean? There's something that's there that means that actually, if I've got to be heard, I've got to shout and I fucking will shout. Do you know what I mean? If, if we're going to go there, then you will hear me, you know? But I don't want to. You know, my, my issue is that I don't want to. I don't. Why should I have to, you know, portray myself in this kind of way, you know, to be heard? That's what's the problem for me, you know? And then the other thing is that you then get that label, don't you, of, of the ball-breaking, you know, loud-mouthed feminist. This is the point when... when when women raise their voice in either volume or tone in order to be heard equally amongst the men, then they're accused of being strident and of, you know, forcing the way in and being aggressive and all the rest of it. And it's actually, we're just trying to meet you, you know, where you are. But again, you're absolutely right, Rachel. That's a very good point. And this is what I saw in the NHS as well when I worked there. You know, there would be nurses who would be, they were really good at being a nurse, so they would be promoted to being in a position of being a manager. And actually, they'd never been trained as a manager. They're a nurse. Yeah. You know, they're great at that caring stuff and giving people injections and changing dressings. But managing an entire team and, you know, financial and, and personnel and all the rest of it, that requires a certain skill set. <laughs> but then you come back to the point of, well, if we then bring in managers who are specifically trained managers then they've never actually done the job. They've never worked on the shop floor or whatever. You know, how are they going to manage the team? So there is always that push and pull, isn't it? But I, I don't want us to go too deeply into uh, management styles here. Um, but <laughs> Rach, Jo looked absolutely outraged, and I want to know what she was going to say. <laughs> go on, Jo. Oh, oh, sorry. That's all I can think about. I think your garage story, probably the first, am I the one who's only hearing that for the first time? I am horrified. You yeah. we so young. No, no woman will ever be in a workplace come in to find porn of yeah. of like bestiality. I'm gonna say it. I'm because she loves horses, so they'd really tailored it as well. Yeah, that was, yeah, they have. They, they'd really tailored the porn. <laughs> but this is oh, me. I mean, no. it's I was, you know, I was young and that taught me, that job and that being in that position taught me how to hold my own and it gave me an absolute shitload of confidence that I, you know, now benefits me. But yeah, when you look back, you just think, yeah, it's bloody horrific, isn't it? So that someone's made a comment on the thing about, yeah, the, you know, about the boobs. I do think whoever this is just likes typing boobs because they've typed it <laughs> in comments saying, you know, shows them that. It's a request for each other's request. Yeah, 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 yeah. More Um, but yeah, you know, it was, you know, the boobs were prevalent, and and it wasn't even, you know, in the construction industry. Yeah, if one likes looking at boobs, like the like the mechanic industry, but um, they were just in every paper, literally everywhere you looked, there were boobs, and and it was so again, it, it was just that drip feed all the time. It's cursed day boobs. <laughs> I but also, can I just, I'm, I'm really, I'm not going to, because we need to move on. But thinking about it, Rach, you you just described that it, it taught you all those skills. I'm sorry, but for someone else, it could give, it could, it could have a very opposite and yeah. very detrimental effect. So it's now, I mean, what would you do about that if that was now? Like, oh, if it was now, yeah. yeah. I mean, this thing, if it was now, I would challenge it completely differently. Absolutely. And I wouldn't, you know, because I was so young and I was quite shy and meek and I didn't want to be seen as the fun sponge, 
I, I, that's why I didn't carry on challenging it. But yeah, nowadays, absolutely I would. But that's coming from a position of privilege. And we're back to this point of, you know, I am, you know, I'm, a, I'm reaching middle-aged. I've got my own company. I'm much more comfortable in my own skin. I'm much more confident. I'm much more capable of walking into a room. And that's why it's, it's on us to change the world for those young girls that aren't in that position of power, that can't say, this is not acceptable. We've got to be the ones doing something and saying this is not on because they're not capable of doing it, don't we? Yeah, and educate your sons because that was, uh, was it three lads and a dad? And um, yeah, and I remember and when that was happening, and every time you said anything, they just they just upped it, and it was just yeah. fucking hilarious to them. They just all thought it was yeah. the most hilarious thing in the world. So even if, you know, you went in day after day and said, this is not acceptable, this is not okay, there was nowhere to escalate it to because it was a small family-run garage. Your options are take it on the chin or leave your job because yeah. it was just their attitude. And they, you know, they drank in the pub that we worked in and they were the same there. It was just them. So. Yeah. You know, and everybody in that pub is the same. Yeah. yeah. And, and so this is this is the, the kind of thing, you know, the, the title of the session was how to deal with it. Yeah. So, um, you know, some of the points that, that I think, and, and I've read a few articles on this as well from kind of uh, HR providers who say this is an appropriate way to deal with it. So the first thing that they say is, uh, broach it with the person themselves, but in a non-confrontational way. Because if it, it, even if it is sort of overt sexism, they might genuinely not realise that that's what they're doing. And sometimes, if you say quietly, you know, in a private corner, uh, uh, actually, that was, you know, that was a bit off. Then they might realise and say, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way," and change it. If yeah, they don't. Sorry. No, no, carry on. Go on. Sometimes it's a cultural thing. I remember I had a colleague who was Irish and called me doll for like the first few weeks. And doll is just what the Irish women call Irish women, like hen or bird or whatever. And yeah. I said to him, like, I really don't like being called doll. And he was like, well, I just call everyone doll. I was like, I don't care that you call everyone doll. I don't like it. And I explained it. And he never, you know, never said it to me again, which... I think sometimes you just need to take the time to explain to someone why that's not okay. Yeah, and and you know it's the same with love, isn't it? So we, you know, up here we call everybody love. Whereas I remember going down south and somebody I haven't said it, but somebody I was with had called somebody love, and they said, "Don't call me love." And again, that might genuinely just be a cultural thing that somebody hasn't realised. You know, it's non-gender specific. Everyone is love. So yeah, raise it non-confrontationally. If they then, you know, don't, if, if that doesn't get you anywhere and that doesn't resolve it, the next step then is to speak to, apparently speak to your colleagues, speak to people around you, see if they've also noticed it, see if they think that you might be overreacting or whether it's genuinely there, try and get some allies on side. And then if there's a few of you, then you can escalate it either to the boss or to HR. But I think the key things that were, were kind of consistently said in all these things I was reading was, don't don't be aggressive. Don't be angry. Don't go in being Aww. you know. It's not acceptable straight away. That, that, that you know, just try and resolve it in a in a human way. But again, like and I can see you grimacing, Hannah. We're back to why shouldn't we just say, "I got on." That's not on because mm -hmm. in the reports I was reading about men, they are the ones who will stand up and go, "Hang on a minute, that's sexist. I'm not bloody having that." So yeah. again, is that standards? Mm, definitely. I need to go, guys, and pick up the kid. 
Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Speak to you soon. Bye. Um, I do think as well. Go on, Joe. Yeah. No, I was just thinking, I think a lot of it depends on the, the type of situation, because what you've just described, it could be that the, the comment wasn't intended to be that way. So then calling it out, say it was in a meeting and there's a mm. lot of people and, you know, that's when it might be more appropriate just to have a quiet word with that individual. If it turns yeah. out they're, they're actually just, you know, a sexist twat, then call them out in public in future. But, you know, it yeah. maybe give them the, the benefit of the doubt or, mm. you know, I mean, I mean, this wasn't to do with sexism, but there was a time I, um, it was actually my MD used to jokingly, my surname's Grant, and he used to call me Grunt for some reason. Now I found that offensive because my husband is a policeman. So I thought mm. he meant it as detrimental to- uh, hey, but, um, yeah. yeah. But I had to explain this to him, and even if he didn't mean it, I still was like, don't, that's not my, just don't call me this stupid nickname. And when I told yeah. him why, he was horrified and was very apologetic, and he, of course, never called me that again. So there is sometimes, you know, it's worth being, you know, giving someone the benefit of the doubt. But I think if you've, if you realize that they've actually meant it that mm. way, that's a whole other ball game, isn't it? It, it is, and, and I think genuinely as well, you can probably tell, you know, I, I, again, when I used to work in the garage, there used to be these like slimy salesmen that used to come in, you know, like car salesmen and stuff, and then they straight away you could tell that they were salesmen the minute they walked through the door, and they were all quite kind of condescending and, and quite patronising and stuff. You knew instantly that was just blatant sexism. You know, again, if it, if I was going through it now, I would call them out on it. But yeah, if somebody is just genuinely either made a mistake or even it, you know, just a, a victim of the patriarchy and they don't realise that what they're saying is is wrong, then yeah, don't don't embarrass them because if you if you go straight to calling them out in public, then you have made an enemy, and it, it, that's when it could escalate, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. How's it? Has it? Have you ever encountered it? Have you ever had to deal with it in, in your? Because that you are in very male-dominated workplaces, aren't you? Have you ever seen it happen like that? Yeah, I'm not. I my problem is is that if if something triggers me, I'm not. I don't tend to be very pleasant in my approach to it. So I, I'm, you know, if it, if it affects me and it offends me immediately, it will it will come out. Um, there's only, yeah, there's only one one time specifically when I was, well, sorry, though, it's twice, actually, at the same company, and I was ready to rip one of them. He was going to get, I was going to rip him a new one, and the other one, I was going to rip his fingers off. And I think it was, um, you know, looking back, like, because, well, but it's not very, very good of me, but obviously it was a few years ago, and, you know, I'm not very good at managing ang anger when I am angry, you know. So um, one of them was... Um, that somebody had knocked over a pint of milk in the fridge and um, the guy came back upstairs and said, Marisha, because I was the only woman in the office at the time, Marisha, someone's knocked some milk over in the fridge. Honest to God, I absolutely flew for him. So that that just got left, as you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, another one was um, it was a guy who was he was clicking over the desk at me to get my attention. You click again at me, and I rip your fucking fingers off. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's it's there, and I can't I can't yeah you know take it yeah. away and do anything about it. And what I kind of experience as sexism is a lot of the time, you know, it's it's people that are um, almost like bigging each other up it becomes like this um 
shitstorm basically of, of people you know, one guy might say something that makes some someone else laugh and that makes somebody else laugh. I say guy actually it could be male or female it makes no odds yeah but it becomes like this you know big piss take of x you know and mm. I think it's for me it's that 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 drives a lot of it sometimes either mm. you know a desire to 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 boost the ego to be liked whatever whatever their driver is you know therefore impacts you know their their approach to stuff and you know, my most recent kind of act, it was it was somebody that was they were taking the piss out of somebody else in the pub kind of thing, and but it was getting a bit much, and she didn't say anything for herself. So I was like, excuse me, you know, mm. and I'll just pick them up. But I'm quite happy to do that, but she wasn't. You know what I mean? So I felt like, no, it's not acceptable. You don't say that again. And he looked at me, and everyone else went quiet. And I was like, no, come on, I'm ready for the fight if that's what you want. You know, yeah. But, was me having to help somebody else and I just think again you know we shouldn't be they shouldn't have been saying it in the first place but they were all you know bouncing off each other and it was all a right laugh you know but without well, that's really problem, isn't it? and that that's exactly why people don't challenge it because they they don't want it to escalate into a situation and, and this again is a very female trait I think it's that you know just keep quiet don't challenge it otherwise it's going to get worse it and then it escalates into effectively workplace bullying you know that's what that is when you've got multiple people ganging up on somebody and I think that's why they always say you know if you approach it in this way of you know quite quietly challenge somebody if that doesn't work try and find your allies first so that you have uh, first of all, you have that check of, you know, am I making this or am I making this into a bigger thing than it actually is? But also you have then got support in the workplace. If if more than one or two of you are going and saying, you know, actually this is not acceptable, then they'll challenge it. Like in that situation, you stood up for her. She had an ally mm-hmm. that, you know, there are two people then realising that it's not acceptable, aren't they? And that even, that that, even- I mean, honestly, that, that just... That annoys me a bit that you've got to find somebody else to be able to go along with yeah. you. That's it. You know what yeah. I mean? And like Kirsty said, you know, that um, a, an environment, you know, she works in a female environment and, you know, she'd be she'd be in the wrong if she was angry about something. Mm. And that's bollocks. Do you know what I mean? I, mm. I can't, I genuinely don't know how to respond to that because <laughs> why, why, would you, why would you need like a, a load of you to go if there's, if one person thinks it's a problem, it's a problem. Do you mm. know what I mean? Whether it was blown out of proportion or not, you know, there needs to be a conversation had somewhere, you know, to, you know, if, if, it's, if it's made someone feel that way. And I think, sorry, I just, you know, these types of, I think they've just, it's also, it's become so almost like accepted or so insidious that sometimes you just do need that extra person who's not having it directed them to recognize it's not okay. okay. Like right. in that moment, it's like, this isn't okay, but I actually no, have no idea what to say. Yeah. But it to to stop it, like you can sort of a situation. So that that kind of ally thing is if you see it, you say it, right? It's 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 like anything to do with whether it's sexism or racism or bullying. Mm. Sometimes the individual that it's aimed at it doesn't even you know can't, can't be yeah. that person in that moment. Yeah. Mm. yeah, absolutely. And I do think what we also need to do, you know, as a society is enable a situation where these conversations have been had. You know, everybody seems to be so uptight about, you know, oh, God, you can't say that. It'll link to a disciplinary and then they might lose the jobs. Well, actually, why can we not just have conversations about these things? Why can we not just say, you know, that's out of order. 
that's not allowed. Actually, you know, you can't say that anymore. That word might have been allowed 20 years ago, but it's not allowed now. You know, we should be able to have these conversations without it being a, you know, a massive deal, without people taking huge offence and being, you know, massively hurt about. I mean, they go on, don't they, about the snowflake generation. Actually, it seems to be that older generation that, that take so much more offence at something when actually saying you, you know, you're not allowed to say that anymore, and these are the reasons why. And somebody being able to say, "All right, well, thank you. I didn't know that. I've learned something. Let's all move on." That you know, as a society, surely that's where we need to work towards, isn't it? Mm, definitely. And mm. well, sorry, go on, go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, just... I, I, in prep for this, I was looking at you know ways that you can come back with these things because, like, Rich, obviously, you've said you know I. You know, I'll just call it out, and it may be with anger, and I'm it might it's be the right way. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, but that, that's, that, that is, you do have a way. You know, there's a way that, and that's the way that you you do it, and that is just it comes naturally to you. You're not thinking about. It. You're not thinking oh, I've got to be a badass woman in this situation. It's just what comes out, right? And you don't care, frankly. Because, <laughs> but you know, there's that sort of like other less con confrontational way. And I actually read this article. It had he really. A lot of the advice, it was quite hilarious. It was a lot of passive, passive um, responses. So if um, someone sort of says, you know, I think the, the example was, you know, your boss makes a comment about women drivers, you know, so you get your notepad out and go, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean. explain <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> I thought it was a massive lesson in passive aggression. Oh, 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 I just said, so, so when you say there's a problem with women drivers, it, what is it you mean exactly? Let me just get I'm sorry, I'm going to sit down for this. I'm just being like... <laughs> Are you wearing your pearls? <laughs> I'm wearing my Not clutching my pearls because I don't understand. Explain oh. to me. Explain to me why you made that comment about because I don't understand. And um, that was actually a piece of advice, but that kind of like did entertain me. Um, so yeah, a lot of sort of passive aggressive. It's like, oh, so I could explain it again, but I don't. But did you really say that in a meeting in front of other people and just it's make me feel really stupid? Yeah, in a very passive way. Good. I mean, the, the key takeaway from this, I think, really is. There is no perfect way to deal with it, is there? there? There is no one size fits all. It's going to depend on the person who is having it done to them. It's going to depend on the work situation. It's going to depend on the person who's done it. And there is going to have to be a little bit of play it by ear. But the key thing is, don't let it slide. We've, we've, the only way it's going to change is if we stop letting it slide. And we have to be able to say, I'm, you know, I'm actually, not, whether we say it quietly, passive aggressively, or just fucking shout it, we need to be able to say, you know, actually, that's not all right anymore. And that's the only way things are going to change, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think mm -hmm. what you find that, you know, the, I sound like an old lady, the new generation, the kids, the ones the coming up today, they, um, they, are there's there's there is different conversations happening there's a different approach to work there's a different approach to you know to to life about all sorts of things and i'm not saying it's disappeared in any way shape or form you know don't get me wrong but you know is it that you know people are, are more mindful of what is and isn't accepted in the workplace now you know and um, both male and female or any any other ale you know it's it's more a case of 
just yeah being a bit more respectful of people you know like mm. it, and it's, society I guess is starting to move away you know from the very fact that there's not you know boobs in every paper these days you know and it's, it's very slow don't get me wrong again you know but you know people are not standing for it and, and yeah. making a, a, you know a, a deal about it to, to make change you know so yeah. I'm not saying you know we all stop and everything's going to be fine but I think it's a lot less acceptable than it used to be you know for that underlying kind of you know bullshit sexism to be honest with you from both sides i do i i, do, I genuinely do and we are running out of time so we're, we're gonna have to wind it up but i think you're right and and you know this is something we've talked about in the past but yeah that the people call it the, the snowflake generation and you know you can't do this and you can't do that but actually they they have kind of got their head screwed on about what they will and what they won't accept um, and you know putting people in boxes and boundaries and things like that so but maybe we, we should be hopeful but then we have a session coming up in, in a, a couple of weeks time um, where my auntie is going to be joining us and, and she, because she says basically they were having this exact conversation 40 years ago and not much has changed so maybe we are hopelessly optimistic uh, no. but I do just want to make one final point so Somebody, uh, again, I don't know who it is, but they said that they're, they're amazed by how disinterested in feminism many, was it still Kirsty? many of the younger staff members are. And and I think that is a, some, a subject we'll come back to in the future, but I think that's something to do with the word feminist because uh, I was reading an article that said, you know, young people nowadays will not identify as a feminist. You know, they, they absolutely are not feminists. But if you ask them, well, do you believe in gender equality and do you believe that women should be in the workplace? Blah, blah, they agree with all of that. So it, it, I think that's the thing around language rather than beliefs. But we will, uh, we have a session coming up on that later in the summer. So there we go. That's it. Any final words, Joe or Reese? Anything you want to say? I don't think so. No, just, <laughs> just be more real, basically. Don't, don't, oh, don't, don't, please don't. I'm not saying, don't be more me. Because <laughs> I got quacked for threatening to cut off my uh, and my colleagues' fingers. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I dare oh, you. Yeah. Go on. But if you see it, if you see it, whether it's happening to you or whether it's happening to somebody else, shout it out because that's the only way we're uh, we're going to start challenging this stuff and uh, and and make getting equality in the workplace which is what we all want there we go thank you so as i said next time we are here with a retrospective look at, at the kind of last 40 years of feminism and we'll, we will ask the question has anything actually changed so that's exciting isn't it time to wave girls see you all <laughs> soon. Bye. Bye.